guys how's it going welcome back to another episode of the socal watch reviews podcast yeah. i am miguel and uh today is a, it's a very special day for a lot of different uh a lot of different reasons so a lot of folks celebrating easter so happy easter if you celebrate easter absolutely uh, and then also something very special it is somebody's birthday today oh yeah, my yeah, friend yeah. p ross p ross absolutely. happy birthday oh, thank you sir how are thank you, you my friend thank you thank you thank you yo happy birthday p ross Thank you very much. I live through the night, so and I'm here today, so it's all good, man. It's all good. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Oh man. So hey, we we have somebody, uh, somebody from the community, another another member of the Watch family. Yeah. And and he's here to not only speak to us but celebrate your birthday. And I'll keep bringing that up, P. Ross, and for everybody <laughs> watching, listening, this obviously it's a week, a week later. I'm sorry, we, we right, record right. these things, but uh. P. Ross, let's do the honors. Let's introduce this guy. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we got somebody from the hashtag watch fam. Okay. This guy's a micro brand guy. You know what I mean? Mostly micro brand. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. So we're about to dig into why he loves micro brands so much. We got Levi in the building. What's up, fellas? Good, man. What's good? Good. Good to see you, man. What's good? What's good? What's good? Hey, oh, Levi, just nice. Living the dream, baby. That's yeah. right. Hey, where, where <laughs> you, so you're in the U.S. Where, where about? Where are you from? I'm in uh, I'm in southern Idaho, out in the desert. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. out, in, out in the flatland Idaho, oh, just okay. south of the mountains. Cool, cool. Are yeah. you the only collector there? I'm just kidding. I think so. <laughs> I haven't met any. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep I keep wishing I'd run into people, but I I never ever do. <laughs> Is your never. whole left arm tatted? Yeah, yeah, it's it's black all the way up through my arm. Yep. Oh wow! Across the top of my shoulder. Is, Ouch. Uh, yeah, wow. yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I earned it. Okay, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I, I guess uh, let's let's do a, a a round of wrist checks, and then we could get into the conversation, and then obviously talk about your tattoos because that's something yeah. I noticed in your Instagram <laughs> account that I was like, these aren't just tattoos. I mean, this guy right. literally <laughs> blacked out his arm. Yeah, it's hard to miss. And, and and people, uh, I mean, I, I've heard stories, right? So it's either like a cover up. They just didn't want to go through laser or different things. So I'm, I'm interested to, to, to know that. But uh, Levi, what are you what are you rocking today, man? I'm uh, rocking a Helson Shark Diver. I just actually got in the mailbox yesterday morning. Wow. Sec- num- nice. Number two in the collection. Nice. nice. You must really like them. So what, I do. Kind of, I love them. What kind of movement? Uh, this one's got a ninety fifteen Miota. Oh, Miota, nice. Okay. Yeah. nice. Yeah. All right, so, high beat movement, spectacular. I think more, more. Correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, you being a micro brand guy, mm-hmm. I think a lot of uh, companies are are either sticking with an H for the affordable pieces, and then if they mm-hmm. move up market a little bit, they're going with the Miota nine thousand series, and then from there, obviously the Salidas, right? Because Eta is probably completely out of the question for a lot of people. So right. Yeah, it seems to be the year of the of the Miota too. A lot of micro brands this year have a lot of them have gone to it. Like you know, we, almost had, all of them. We we had Mark from Long Island Watch, and we were asking him about movements, right? P. Ross, like, oh, what do yeah. you prefer, Swiss, Japanese? And we mm-hmm. for all day we're like, oh, he's gonna say Swiss, of course. Right. He's like mm-hmm. Japanese, uh, Japanese. I choose the Miota right. nine thousand series, and right. we're like, whoa, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, the, uh, it's my preference. Isn't the Albany Diver? 9015 yeah. Mio? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Same right. thing, man. And right. uh, also, I'll show you guys a little sneak peek. But this guy is a, uh, well, this is Coast. a Salida. 
Yeah, coast. this is the coast. The coast uh, watches, and this is the uh, Pacific Explorer. I'm gonna I'm gonna be reviewing this guy, yeah. but man, Levi, let me tell oh. you, I, I posted a picture of this guy yesterday, so obviously you can't. Yeah. Really see it here, but ooh, mm. let me tell you. All right, P. Ross, what are you wearing? <laughs> I am wearing the official watch of the SoCal Watch Flycast, Flightmaster. You know what I'm oh, saying yeah, with nice. the uh with the King Leathercraft strap on it. Boy, I tell you what, King Leathercraft. Woo. Mm. Those look good on leather ah. too. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Ah, look at that guy sorry. smelling the strap. Smelling the strap. <laughs> yeah, all over, rub it all over your body, P. Ross. <laughs> Ooh. So today I'm I'm wearing something I just reviewed. Uh, this is the Aries Gold Dreadnought. So a lot of nice. people. Nice. Oh yeah. It's interesting. So a lot nice. of people liked it, but a lot of people were kind of saying the the same sharing the same sentiment that, that that i have right that it it shares a lot of similarities with seiko hands being the skx seiko skx but the the case shape uh, is the actual uh samurai and yeah mm -hmm. i mean it strongly resembles that and it does have an nh movement but let me tell you guys uh, the construction on these aries gold watches i know a lot of people dismiss them they've been around since actually the 70s but right, right. a lot of people dismiss them i guess because of the name or the marketing they don't do any marketing but the quality builds actually there you know and and let me tell you i mean this this bezel i mean oh yes yeah, yeah. Ooh, no, no back play whatsoever uh, on the side, and you can see this in my video that I did on the side right here of the bezel has a knurling effect or like a knurling finish helps with the, you know, with the, mm -hmm. the grippability mm -hmm. and uh, looms pretty good. Like I said, I, I think the biggest uh, downfall for a lot of people is that they they copied or they homage Seiko, but it's like, OK, so you don't have a problem with all these other brands doing homages. Right, but right, right. But this now you one, have problems with them. Yeah, and this is not a straight homage because I, I don't right. like homages. This thing actually has its own indices. It does have its own identity in a way, uh, mm -hmm. but I get it. I mean, I, I get why people... Why I mean, they, they, they make nice watches, man. I can They do. They do. I, uh, I, I mean, a lot of the, the, the thing about Aries Gold is a lot of their older pieces, older models were very, like, avant-garde, right? Like, skeletonized and kind of in your face, mm -hmm. and it's like maybe collectors that's kind of not their thing for some people obviously they love it right with hublot right. and all those things they you either love mm -hmm. it or hate it but i think now they're moving away from that and more into the traditional pieces if you will so this is actually their second dive watch since the 70s mm -hmm. so that should tell you something that they weren't into right. this kind of stuff but they're starting mm -hmm. to see it and i always keep beating them about it right when I, when they're like hey we can want to send you more watches i'm like you need to send me something different and more traditional right. and more original and they're like oh we're trying we're coming out with some more things so I'm, I'm hoping they come out with something original of their own that's not super crazy and i think they'll they'll strike gold you know but uh oh yeah aries go for sure yeah <laughs> no pun intended i like it so, Levi. People are dismissive of everything anyway, so yeah. Oh, that's, that's well, you, you can never you can never win with everybody. Oh, you can never win with anything. <laughs> but Levi, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about you, man. So, what got you into collecting, and, and how do we oh. go from how do we get here? <laughs> oh man, it's been a long, <laughs> long time and a long way. I I got into I got into watches because my my dad was a big uh, Seiko dive watch guy Ooh. back in the you know back in the mid eighties. Then, really? uh, nice. yeah, I started getting them really into them. Like I got to start wearing his, you know, when I was a kid, I was probably like eight when I got to start wearing them. What were you and, wearing? Uh, what type of, uh, 
you know, I uh, actually got kind of spoiled. I got to wear, uh, I got, I wore a 62 mile. He wore, he had a 62 moss. I got to wear it okay. every once in a while. He had, uh, mm. he, he's got Willards. He's got, uh, wow. I mean, he's, he's got, he's got mints, mint Willards and uh, oh, mint okay. 62 mosses. He's, back then it wasn't, what I it think he still now. got them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't uh, nearly yet. Uh, I think it was, I don't know. I was just a little kid, but I imagine they were probably sought after and probably, kind of loftier in cost at that point but nothing nothing like the crazes now i mean mm. the, the availability of mint, minty fresh 62 mosses is all but gone i haven't seen any i'm really searching mm. them out but i haven't seen any either Interesting. but yeah that got me into it and then uh you know he was always buying watches so i was always wearing what he wore right and then uh like through high school i i always wore a watch it was usually like a timex like an expedition or uh, uh, what were those uh, Iron Man triathlon yeah, watches? Yeah. I had a lot of those. Okay. And then, uh, and then I bought my first luxury watch when I was, uh, I think I was 20. I bought oh. a Panerai, a Pam Quad Zero One. Wow. Yeah, I bought, I don't, I think it was either in 2000 or 2001. I bought it for myself for my 20th birthday. And wow. uh, it, was, it was like a model year, 98. And I, I didn't have the funds. I was, I was, I had no business buying it and it, it cost <laughs> right. me dearly because it was all purely on credit. So I ended up paying mm. about double retail by the time financing right. was done and all that wow. stuff. Right. Yeah. But wow. then, uh, but yeah, then I just kind of started carrying on from there. Uh, I didn't wear, I, I still had watches, you know, I wouldn't even call it really a collection back then. I had a couple and uh, I just kind of quit wearing them because I, I had, people would ask me a question and I, you know, eventually it was kind of, default to looking at my watch for the answer you know because sometimes when you're watching it i'm ocd i'm ocd so i have like weird little ticks that'll that'll get me and for a while their watches were just kind of too much of a distraction for me to focus mm. on too many things so uh yeah and then i and then i got back into it uh yeah, pretty heavily a couple of years ago and then real heavy real real heavy into micro band brands the last two years okay mm. So that was where I started there with the micro brands was about two years ago. Got it. So what made you jump to that? Um, honestly, I don't know. Um, I, it was kind of funny. I was kind of ignorant as a collector. I didn't uh, ever really think or realize that you could look up watches on YouTube. I mean, I've had mm, do- really? dozens of other hobbies throughout the years. And, you know, I was always straight gravitated straight to YouTube to find a, uh, you know, different avenues to get into different hobbies and things. And I never, ever, ever thought that there would be watch content on YouTube. It just never crossed my (laughs) mind. So uh, uh, I don't even remember what watch it was. I bought this uh, Citizen that kind of looked like a Breitling Navitimer. Had too many functions Mm -hmm. for me to figure out with just the crown. So I I, uh, I YouTubed a video on how to set it. And then, you know, your your feed starts getting recommendations after you watch a couple videos. And then I was like, wow, there's a... There's watch stuff. So I started watching watch videos and oh man, it, it really kicked me. Kick, mm, kicked up the oh. kicked up the collecting. Yeah. Do you like remember? five years ago I had about five watches. Now I'm at fifty. Oh Ooh. Yeah. Do oh. yeah. Do you remember who it was that you were initially watching on YouTube? Um, um just one more watch, because I mean that automatically comes up in your feed because he's huge. Jody. I started watching him and uh, watch Chris. I kind of started watching when he. Oh really? I want to yeah. say it was when he was starting out because when I think when he was starting out it was about when I was starting out watching watching vids. And then uh, when you started, I watched. I started watching you guys, and 
Wow. There's a Thank lot. You. I've kind of, I've kind of thinned hmm. down my uh, my viewing cuz there for a while I was watching uh, subscribed to like 30 different guys. But then you know you're seeing the same content throughout the you you watch right. 30 different guys videos you're going to see the same watch 15 20 times eventually. Right. So I I kind of thinned down to just uh watching the content and the creators that, that I prefer. That's so I'm down to like cool. probably probably I watch probably like 6 7 channels now. Mm. That's cool. Well I hope we in there yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys, you guys are in there. <laughs> no, you're. <in> there. <laughs> oh man, Good. thank so, you. Do you still have the Panerai? I do. Yeah, it's uh, worse for wear. It's haggard and rough, but I still got her. That Needs cool. a service. Probably not going to get it, but I still got mm. it. Any other, it's, not, uh, it's not going anywhere. Any other luxury pieces in your collection? Besides? I got, I got three. Well, I had a third. I've still got two tutors, two black base, a red bezel and a black bezel. Mm, okay. I had a Pelagos here up until eh, maybe a month ago. Didn't didn't care for it at all. My first venture into titanium divers and mm. not not going back probably. So wow. do you prefer Too the late. regular? You prefer the regular Black Bay or the BB fifty eight? Um, probably the regular. Okay. I, I I like the thick slab side. I, I like everything about it that everybody doesn't, mm, and then okay. and then vice versa. You know, for the fifty-eight, I, I do like the fifty-eight, but cool, cool, nice. So, okay, cool. Yeah. So, yo, you are intensely in the tattoos. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, so Clearly. yeah. <laughs> what yeah. came first, watches or tattoos? Holly. Well, I started. I started getting. Well, I got into watches when I was eight. I started getting tattooed when I was about six. Wow. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got into watches first. And then uh, I was dating this girl when I was like 18, and she decided to get me a present, uh, a gift card present kind of thing. It was mm-hmm. at a tattoo shop, so I was like, hey, yeah, I'll get a tattoo. So I got, you know, started out like everybody does and got the little something on the shoulder. And then uh, kind of like watches, it just kind of bit me. I was, I was kind of addicted to doing it after that. Mm. So I... Uh, I, I started sleeving up pretty quick. I, I went I went pretty hard and heavy right off the yeah. bat. Yeah. Okay. Just like watches. You you learn what you like, you learn what you hate. You you do right. it all in the beginning. And uh unfortunately with tattoos, it's <laughs> a little bit harder to reverse those mistakes. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. So you you end up with uh, some a lot of black on you. If right. you don't like lasers. <laughs> so is that what it is then? It's always correct. So you got a lot of tattoos that you let's say regret or don't like it. Uh-huh. So you just blacked it out or, or what was, yeah, I had, you know, t- you get them at certain, you know, anything's going to remind you of periods of life. And, uh, you know, I had some of them that I just look at and be like, ah, it's, I don't really have that mindset anymore. Oh, that was, that was a mm. foolish kid thing, you know? Right. Wow. It, it was not, you know, I didn't, I didn't have anything horrible or, or anything offensive, but you know, just, I had some things that I didn't like looking at anymore. Didn't, didn't mm. like being being reminded, right? Yeah, his names and <laughs> no, actually, I, I I've got names now on me, but you know, like, oh, okay. my, my, I've got my kid's name on me, so right, that that, right. that one you that one you can't regret. Yeah, I, I got a few tattoos, so you know, I get it. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah, I get nah. it. so laser wasn't an option for you then. You're like, nah. Well, I mean it. I thought about it because I had some stuff on my forearm and uh, on the other side of this arm, and mm-hmm. I thought about uh, just lasering it off and and reblasting it with a cooler tattoo. But then I was like, I kind of, I really want. I saw the uh, in uh, I don't remember if it was Norway or Iceland or somewhere over there. They did this uh, 
black and brutal project. And the videos are gnarly. It's like two guys just doing whatever they want on you, basically blacking you out and maiming you for life. And mm-hmm. uh, like, they hold you down. They don't let you stop. And I, I watched a few of those and I was like, Oh man, I don't want to do that. But the solid black looks rad. So, right, right. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go with that. So and now I'm starting to go over it with white stuff. So you can black and then white and then black and then white. You don't, you don't ever wow. have to stop. <laughs> so the, the, your left arm is blacked out. Mm-hmm. What is that feeling like? Like, I, I couldn't imagine, like, do they use the regular needle or is it another process they do? It was like, uh, it's a crazy looking thing. You know, usually like a tattoo needles like that, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's three or five right. or like this one was like, you know, this kind of thing, like this wow. big, I, I don't know the nomenclature, you yeah. know, it's uh, I, I'd like to tell you what kind of needle it was, but it was right. a big one. It was a big okay. one. Okay. And it took a lot of time and it was, yeah. it was a lot of pain. It was, it wow. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> I could do it. I could sit through the pain when I was a kid. Now I'm, I'm old. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm no more now. pain. No, more no. Pain. <laughs> no. Well, I think you you recently got your your actual arm tattooed, right? With like uh, with like a skull um, thing uh, on uh, like on your on your actual hand, like in the back of your hand. You oh know, like yeah, the bones, right? I got mm-hmm. like a it's like an X ray kind of thing, like an X ray, right? Yeah, I maimed my hand pretty bad riding dirt bikes a couple of years ago and broke it in like 13, 14 different spots. And uh, wow, was in a cast for a long time and it atrophied. My x rays are all jacked on my hand now. So I had a buddy, you know, make it look like an old, decrepit, jacked up hand like it is. Right. <laughs> yeah, it turned out kind of cool. Cool. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. All right. Nice. So yeah. I guess uh, what similarities do you see between, you know, micro brands and and tattoos and let me kind of elaborate on that so uh, a lot of people know and i think i publicly said it that i've been uh, a graffiti artist such as yourself mm-hmm. i wanted to bring mm-hmm. that up as well yeah me, me and a buddy uh, used to dabble in a lot of that so that's that's just something that always kind of sticks with you right i mean being an artist being a graffiti artist being any kind of artist always sticks with you whether you do it regularly or not that's a different story but Mm -hmm. obviously your mindset is always there and your preference probably will always be there um but Mm -hmm. me i i I could attest just from my personal experience and then i want to get your take on it but when I started getting into watches, I liked the very complicated stuff, very complicated dials and designs. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, Hublot, I wouldn't, I wouldn't own one, but I, I didn't mind looking at them because it looked so cool. And they reminded me of that art, right? That really mm-hmm. abstract looking art. And it was just so appealing and so cool. Obviously, now that I'm more into collecting a little older and everything, I could appreciate everything from a Patek. <laughs> you know, call it trauma all the way mm-hmm. to, to the skeletonized watch because I, I admire the beauty, the curves, the lines, the design. But for you, um, what are the similarities really between, I guess, tattoos, because obviously you're very heavy into them and graffiti mm-hmm. and, and watches. Uh, is there any? I'd say there's uh, definitely parallels like in the, the culture, the tattoo, art, graffiti, street culture. And the watch culture, you know, that they seem like they're completely different, but they parallel in a lot of ways. I mean, <laughs> for one, there's a lot of pretentiousness on both sides, you know, there's a, there's a lot of watch guys yes. that are snobby and, you know, they yeah. got to, if, if you, 
if you if you say turbillion instead of turbion, you're gonna have fifty right. people that are like, <gasps> you know, freaking right. out and or thinking you're a goof. Tiso, tiso, yeah, tiso. Yeah. Exactly. If you if you say something like it sounds and mm. like it might be obvious, and not everybody knows how to say everything, myself included. I butcher anything. That's why I try not to. I'd never yeah. say JLC the the way you're supposed to probably say it because I'd sound like a goofball. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's, there's, there's parallels for sure. And like, uh, you know, avid collectors, you know, they're, you know, they're, they get picky about like, like we said, the pronunciation and stuff like that. And, uh, Mm -hmm. there are artists, you know, that if, uh, like even graffiti artists, if you call things something silly and you sound like a, like a noob, they're going to call you out on it. Like a toy. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, same in the tattoo world. I mean, which is kind of silly. There's most, most people getting tattoos or, you know, first time people getting it. And they say a lot of the, uh, vocabulary that tattoo people don't like mm-hmm. using. So, which is kind of silly. It seems like a, an odd pretension to have, mm-hmm. you know, there are words, there are words you say in a tattoo shop and guys will all look at you like you're an idiot. And it's just that's, you know, that's, silly that's verbiage. Like, yeah. Like if you call it a tattoo gun, a lot of guys are going to correct you and make you feel like a goofball when, it's kind of unnecessary. So what, like do you, what would you call it? Well, they, they want you to call it a machine. I, th- I think it's still, okay. have, you know, like to compel someone to say what you want them to say because it's mm. your trade. But I don't know. It, th- that's that pretentiousness. Huge parallels in pretentiousness. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'd say yeah. that's the biggest one. So mm. as far as uh, design aspect, do you find yourself gravitating more towards like more not so much elegant and minimalistic designs, but more crazy looking things, you know, like a Seiko monster, let's say, use that mm-hmm. as an example, right? How, how crazy it is. Is that, is that what you find yourself gravitating to uh, that design? If anything, I've gravitated to things that are more manila, more vanilla, more muted. Okay. That's I started out, I started out like in everything, like any, any watch, I'd, if, if I can afford it and I saw it and I liked it, I'd buy it. You know, I had, I had skeleton. I, I even, I don't buy them anymore. I'm kind of snobbed out beyond that point, but I, I used to buy like $30 <laughs> Amazon watches just cause they look cool. You know, no name right. Chinese, Chinese stuff, but I'd be browsing and I'd be like, Ooh, that looks neat. Right. <laughs> and I just buy it. And then, mm. uh, you know, so I had a, I had a box full of all these uh, Amazon watches and just random stuff that nobody like in our circles now really would have any interest in. Mm. That makes sense. So, so I didn't really care. I liked them all. And I didn't really wear them, but I like I like buying them and having them and you know, have this little treasure box of cool stuff. And then uh I slowly started liking what I learning what I really liked. And then, you know, it was like all doing it all over again. You know, I started buying uh chronographs. Uh I, I was really into citizen. I bought a lot of citizens there for a while. Mm. And then uh yes, well, I've always been into divers, but I started buying divers again. And then that I, I never turned back after that. I, I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm only going to wear divers. I only like divers. Cool. Cause to be honest with this, anything, I, if I were to wear something fancy or something really nice with this, it, it looks silly. I mean, nobody ever sees, nobody ever notices that I'm wearing a watch. They notice that right. I'm wearing a black arm. Unless you're David. No one ever asks. Right. Mm. And it looks, you know, it makes me look ghetto. You know, if I'm, if I'm wearing a Rolex or a pen or I, nobody's ever going to believe that I'm wearing a, Wearing, real thing. Yeah, no one's ever gonna believe it. I mean, I look <laughs> I look like a street, uh, you know. <laughs> I've got zero criminal record, but I don't look like it. I mean, I've always had good jobs, been an upstanding citizen, but I don't, I don't look like it. So you know, 
Gonna so, get judged on that. I, I I guess we move before we move on from tattoos because I'm sure a lot of people watching and listening are are probably our age group, right in their 30s, 40s, maybe older. But there is a, a new generation coming into watch collecting, right in their 20s and whatnot. Yeah. So, what recommendation would you have as far as tattoos? Because I have my own. But uh-huh. what recommendation would you have for them? Get them, don't get them, where to get them? Like, what what would be one piece of advice for younger oh, people? Boy, I, a lot of younger people are going straight to the face now. You know? right. No yeah. more no more hidden shoulder stuff. Oh, no. you know, a lot of people that are like, I want something profane above my eyebrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, would, I would, yeah, so many people. And, and you know, with the, in the age of the internet, things are really influential and younger people... Yeah. I mean, this is their avenue of communication. It's like their default. It's their first. This is this is their native tongue, you know. Right. Yeah, Pic- pix- pixels and digital, and it's super easy to get influenced by, you know, people that you see getting a million followers because of something right. stupid on their face. So I, just, I would say, just, don't don't do that. Don't. Start I just there. can't see myself doing something like that. Like that's mm-hmm. just ooh. Man. I'm at a point now where I'm secure enough in my career and I'm 40, I'm halfway through, you know, if best case scenario, I'm halfway there and I'm pretty solid in, in what I'm doing with my life. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking about getting some face stuff now, but I really, mean, really, I would, I wouldn't do that as a 17, 18 year old kid for sure. Mm. I've, so I've always wanted to, but I've been apprehensive. You know? so I've been waiting you, until I was solidified. Mm. What would you consider getting on your face? I've thought about, uh, I really like uh, geometry and geometric patterns Mm -hmm. and even just simple geometry. I was thinking about like some circles and squares and some things starting along the cheeks or something. And, you know, I'm not going to go across my face, but I've seen some that look, uh, some look actually pretty classy. Mm. As as, as, uh, as ironic as that sounds, but I've seen some that kind of (laughs) blend and contour and, just from from straight on you'd never really notice but mm, wow yeah I mean, i'm That's thinking i'm thinking about it i might as well might as well know right 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 <laughs> I, I, yeah i can't get away from it so, so we might see as your well mug just cover it says, <clears throat> we see mm. your mug that says dad and very proud of you that talked about, you talked about your about your kids or kid mm-hmm. kids um, yeah kid just one she's awesome okay how, how old is she uh she's 18 so how do you feel about her getting tattoos um, I didn't, you know, like any parent, you don't want your kid to do the stupid things that you do. And, uh, I don't have any regrets, but I didn't, I didn't want her to do it young or anything or get anything silly like I started with, but inevitably, you know, she was, it's the new age. I, I don't really know anybody that doesn't have a tattoo anymore, except my wife. And, uh, Oh, wow. Your wife doesn't have a tattoo. <laughs> no, no, she has no intention. She's not into it. She, she doesn't, she doesn't dig it when I do it. And, yeah, she she doesn't love it. Wow, interesting. This guy wants. But to my kid, she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My my kid did end up getting one though. She's got a little like it's a it's a silhouette of the I think it's the the Tetons because you know, we we live in pretty beautiful area and the the Rockies are around us. You know, we get co- pretty cool uh, vistas out in the distance and the Tetons we get to see all the time. So she got a little, it's a tiny, it's like maybe two inches long and it's just simple lines. Oh, okay. she did, she, she did that. And now she's, she's wanting to get more. I don't love it. I wish she didn't, but oh, what do you man. do? Right. My parents didn't love it. They didn't want me to do it, but we're still tight. Right. So, <laughs> oh yeah. <for> sure. cool. 
So, uh, micro brands mm-hmm. cover a lot of your collection. Do you prefer micro brands over mainstream brands, and why? Absolutely, they're uh, probably I'd say seventy percent, eh, maybe eighty percent, maybe even more. I've got a lot, so many. Mm. Um, yeah, I like them. Um, the 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 big brand stuff, I I've had a lot of, and I've still got a few. But yeah, I, I gravitated towards micro bands just because of the, I think the exclusivity of it. And uh, a lot of them are pretty hard to attain. You know, a lot of them sell out instantly or they just kind of fall off the radar and people don't know about them anymore and, mm. or don't buy them. So yeah, I kind of like chasing down the ones that are hard to find without having to spend, you know, without having to chase down a Rolex and spend 20 right. grand on something that you're going <laughs> to... But yeah, oh, micro brands, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're just fun. Like the thrill of the hunt, trying to get some things like, uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to get any more, but like helm in the beginning, when I first started mm-hmm. buying helms, mm-hmm. yep. impossible to get I, every single model I would get on every release they'd come out and you know, you, you wait, you, you, you wait until they release it and you try to get on and click in the first 15 seconds. I tried every single model three different times to get them and was never able, able to get them. Mm-hmm. Home. Wow. So I paid like double retail cost uh, in the secondary market to get all of them. Ooh, are they, and are even, they good? even that was hard to find. Um, not at double retail, but at retail. Absolutely. I mean, I don't, mm. I don't think you're really going to admit there. There's a lot of watches that are, that are worse, but what, what you pay. And that's a hundred percent. One of them. Mm. And you know, it, it all depends on what your, what your style is and what, what you like, what appeals to you. You either like the look of them or you don't, but beyond the right. look, uh, build quality and just, just quality in general, you, you wouldn't be dissatisfied if you like the look of it. Right. So what was the one micro brand watch that made you say, this is where I want to stay right here. Mm. Genre S- perfect. Um, almost, almost all the ones I've got, uh, Zelos in the beginning. I was mm. really into Zelos in the beginning. And that was another one because when I, when I uh, got into Zealous, almost all the models I wanted had long been sold out and long gone. Mm. So the same thing. I started secondary there. I've only bought one Zelos from Zelos than the other. And I've had probably 10 or 12 now. And the other, you know, 11 or 12, 10 or 11 were all um, secondary market. Mm, okay. Okay. Cool. But yeah, all of them make me want to stay in it. And every time a new brand comes out, I get super excited. And I love all the Kickstarter stuff. I hope every single one of them that releases one is successful because I want all of them. <laughs> right. Eventually. So what was the last one that got you excited? Um, there was like five last oh, ones wow. that got me excited. Ooh. I just got a H2O a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. That was my first venture into German micro brands. I'd seen them a lot on different Facebook groups and things like that. And they, uh, most of the models I, I didn't really find all that flavorful, but I found a Marlin and I was like, Oh man, I got to get that. Mm. And uh, recently acquired uh Ithias Abyssi. Okay. So that one got me super excited. Um, Helsin got me really excited. Now I'm, uh, I haven't bought one yet, but I'm really wanting to get some Marmitas. Mm. And speaking of homages and watches that look like other watches and people not liking that, Ar- Armida, it, from what I've seen, almost everything they make is a Seiko-esque watch. Mm. So how do they you make a really cool, affordable 62 Moss look alike. How do you feel about uh, homage watches? And, and, and we're not talking 
borrowing its aesthetics from another watch. We're talking mm-hmm. straight up carbon copy. Right. Well, this here's another parallel with the, the art and tattoo world. Like there's really, I mean, we're what, 9 billion strong on earth now? Mm-hmm. And we, we've been going strong for centuries. So, you know, the odds of originality are, I would say, limited at best. You know, it's hard, it's hard to think that in this giant world of all these people, even a thought could be an original thing. So, I mean, every, it, really, every watch is an homage to the first one that was ever made. Right. But, you know, with that said, I don't have anything against them. Um, I don't like copies. I don't like, I don't like when brands will... I'm not going to call out any because there's, there's fans of everything and I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. Mm -hmm. But um, there are, there are brands, you know, some Chinese brands actually that are cool brands, make some cool stuff, but they make really what's essentially a direct one-to-one with the, the only, (laughs) there's one of them almost one-to-one. And there's another one with a little, there's another one with a little fish just below 12 o'clock. And uh, they make some pretty, they make a new, that, uh, that new James Bond one, the new titanium Omega. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. those are almost, those are so close in resemblance that the only thing that distinguishes it is a close look at that fish instead of the Ohm but, and the Omega. Would it, right. So let me ask you something, Levi, wouldn't that be considered a replica? Because if, if you can't even tell the difference aside from the logo, oh, man. what separates <sighs> that? What, what makes that not a replica? I don't know what words you'd want to use for that. That's kind of like a copage, you know, like a, I guess it's not a copy because they did change that little logo in that one little spot, but but it's not enough. That's that's what I'm saying. They're trying, they're trying to be the Omega. They're not even trying to Mm -hmm. hide it like straight up. Yeah. You Mm. can put them side by side and they're like, this is a, give it to my wife or give it to somebody who doesn't know about watches and be like, what's the difference between these watches? Don't look too hard. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. they're the same watch. I don't know. What do you mean? What do you mean? that? Well, what's the difference? Like, no, they're different. <laughs> right. I, I don't, I don't love that. I'm not into that. I wouldn't shop for that. That's not going to be what I'm wanting to add to my collection, but people that like them, I'm all for people buying. I mean, I'm, I'm never, ever going to throw shade anybody's way for their preference. No, that's good. I mean, no, we're all individuals. Right. We should, we should do what right. we love. Do what oh, we yeah, want. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. We yeah. all got different flavors, yeah. you know? If that's yeah. your thing, do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. All right, cool. Yeah. So, all right, cool. I uh, <laughs> I can see the appeal of microbrands over uh, obviously the big boys. But uh, speaking of the big boys, let's segue into that. Omega. So Omega recently released some crazy things, guys. I don't know if you guys. Got and a you know what? Who, who mm-hmm. actually sent me one? What is that? What is that? The Corjay. Yeah, it's the Corjay. Oh, Corjet. nice. I'm, I'm just playing. Throw, I'm just playing. Throw it, uh, I'm that's just the closest playing. I've I'm got. Just playing. How dare yeah. you, Russ? How yeah, dare I'm you, playing. Ben? I'm just playing. I'm just You're that, banned. That's an homage the... I'm down with. I've got the same yeah. one. Sterile. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Levi, you're out. You guys are cut out. I'm just kidding. I'm trying to tell you, man. <laughs> you know. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. It, it's not for it me, gives you it. what you want. I mean, I, I like that because I really want the real deal and it's what, six, yeah. 7,000 bucks. So I yeah. bought that thinking, oh, I want to see how it looks on my wrist and see if I actually want to dump the, in the future, dump six, seven K on a watch and that. Right. As soon as I put it on my wrist, I was like, I'm absolutely going to spend right. $6,000 on this That's watch at some so point. Funny. 
I'm not a big so homage watch guy, but this mm -hmm. one and, and the rail master are just pure. Absolutely beautiful watches. And yeah. it's a great way to test the waters. I mean, if, oh, yeah. if you, if you spend the real money on the real thing and put it on your wrist, you go, oh, that doesn't look right. Right. This mm -hmm. is a $50 way to find out whether you like it or not. But oh, yeah. if you really hate homages in the end, break it if you feel better. You know? <laughs> right, right. I, think, I think the peers would disagree, right? And said the, the best yeah. way to find out if it's for you, go to the actual store, try it on. But unfortunately, right, like, right. Let's, let's be realistic. I don't have that luxury. I'm in Idaho. Right. right. Or even let's be realistic for somebody that wants a Rolex, right? So somebody wants a Rolex mm -hmm. Mariner. Good luck trying to get one and try to put it on the wrist. You're mm -hmm. gonna be laughed out of the store. So I, I get yep. it. I, I get it. But if uh, again somebody getting a Rolex homage just to try it on, see if they're gonna spend the real thing. I mean, that's kind of crazy money, right? To be able to buy an eighty mm -hmm. hundred dollar watch just to see how it looks, and then basically don't wear it or give it away. Interesting, right? But, uh, no, one of the things I like about Omega, and I don't know if you guys could agree with me, they, to me, in my opinion, I prefer Omega over Rolex. Absolutely. Yep. Me too. I mean, their designs, their just it, it's it's a it's a an attainable watch that's actually mm -hmm. attainable, mm -hmm. as opposed to the other guys, right? It's like it's not an attainable watch. It's ridiculously priced. It's not a tool watch. It's a luxury watch, and same could be said for Omega, right? I mean, you're paying six, seven, ten thousand dollars, whatever. It's luxury. I get it. But it's attainable luxury and what they're giving you i mean their movements are decorated they're meta certified i mean mm -hmm. it's this next level for me with omega a lot of people will disagree of course you're crazy right. what do you mean omega is better than rolex and it's like to me it is it's even older than right. rolex right so mm -hmm. with these new models i mean it's ridiculous right so we're looking at the talking about the new omega seamaster 300 beautiful Mm -hmm. Beautiful dial, sandwich Beautiful. dial, lollipop, uh, seconds hand, hasn't been used since like the 50s. 57. Uh, yeah. So obviously this this right away you think of the new uh, James Bond, right, watch with mm -hmm. patina and everything. But guys, what do you guys think about this, about this watch? I, I think Rolex, I mean, oh God. Oh I no, no, Omega, that out. Omega is always doing something funky. But they always have something to go back to to do great or do better. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I can't really say that for Rolex. You know what I mean? They have so much of a history. And this watch here is just, I was just watching, uh, I think it was Watchbox, and they had reviewed oh, yeah. the uh the Trinity, the Railmaster, oh. Speedmaster, and uh and this one here, Seamaster 300 from 57. And when you look at that, it's like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Awesome stuff, awesome, awesome, and this is an awesome watch. One I hope to own one day. You know yeah, I mean? especially for the price. Yeah. I mean, you, we're talking yeah. what six thousand dollars, which is a right. lot of money. But in in comparison, right? If you're talking like a Submariner, right? Um, good luck. I mean, they're they're yeah. not six thousand dollars, especially not secondary. You know, so. mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you go to the AD, you're gonna get the Omega. What do you mm -hmm. think about this, Eli? What do you think? I think this? it's gorgeous. It's it's. Uh, I would take this over any rolex i mean you could offer me a you could give me a daytona and i'd still rather pay for the omega Ooh, i mean right. and i'm talking you know i, I profit 10k on that and that transaction i'd still <laughs> right. i'd still rather not and spend the 6k on the omega so because it's it's awesome so they released three different seamaster 300 say this mm -hmm. is stainless steel with the black dial black bezel 
they did the bluesy right so the the blue dial blue bezel mm -hmm. with the stainless steel band and then lastly they did something they introduced something new called the the bronze gold which i was reading about it it's really Right. really really interesting so obviously you being a big zellos guy here levi you know that bronze was like the craze right bronze bronze Mm -hmm. Yeah. watches bronze watches so Mm hmm omega took a while to get on this on this trend if you if that's what you want to call it but Mm because hmm they wanted to do it right so from my research Mm hmm they didn't want they they wanted the watch to patina slowly and and uh be be a controlled a controlled patina if you will so what they did they actually put in gold in there right so they created their own alloy with gold with bronze with some other uh metals so basically in essence this is a nine karat gold case and it is going to patina but at a very slow rate and Right. i'm not even sure if it's going to leave your your skin or your wrist green as opposed to like other uh bronze watches and this one coming in at eleven thousand dollars it's i'm on the Mm omega hmm website right now eleven thousand six hundred is a 41 millimeter Yeah. how do you guys feel about that because obviously the the price is is way different right so you could get the stainless steel version for about six and change as Mm opposed hmm to this gold one for 11 and change so how what what do you guys I think? th I think it's I think it's uh it's probably justified because with this new alloy I think that's going to be like kind of an heirloom patina. I think this is going to be yeah you know this is going to be patinaing slow and you're not going to have your bezel bind enough and I think it's going to patina slow enough and and pretty enough to be like a three generation, you know. Your grandkids kids are going to be able to still use this watch without it getting gunky and nasty and Mm. right just completely oxidized to the point of no return by then. right for sure Yeah, I agree yeah, no, with for Levi sure. I agree with Levi you know what I mean um, Time will tell, but yeah. yeah but I still would rather have a stainless version black down Me too. you Yeah, know yeah, for so sure, for sure. yeah No, I, I, I get it. But another thing that they introduced, and this one's uh, Dart Vader's uh, watch right here, is the Omega, what is it, the Omega 300M with the wave dial. Uh, they call it the Omega Seamaster 300M Black, Black. Mm. Woo! Black everything. Mm. Black Mm. indices, black gloom, black Mm. Mm. everything. What do you guys, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Nice. Nice. I think Very for me, it can't work. I need contrast. It's too much black on me. Okay. Okay. Really? Yeah, because I mean, this is like this. This ink is like black, Oh black, yeah. like like as black as a dial. And if I wear a black rubber strap, it looks like I've just got a watch floating on my <laughs> right. wrist, which is kind Right. of cool. But I like the I like the stainless breakup and a little bit different color of a dial, so you can actually see that I'm wearing it. You know, Right. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it for sure. I Like, it's I think awesome it's looking. I think it's Yeah. cool. Not for everybody, obviously. Legibility on that is probably not great. <laughs> Right. but Right. again, I mean you're you're talking about a true dive watch. I mean, th this thing is awesome. And uh I don't know if they threw the price here, but uh this thing is awesome. Obviously, the caliber eighty eight oh six, fifty five hours power serve, a little disappointing. I, I really hope they stepped that up to at Well, least seventy. well, the the Seamaster before that had sixty hour power reserve, right? That's a good question. I don't I think know. it says I sixty I I haven't hour ever power. read another. I think it says sixty hours power reserve. Well, I know the new Rolex caliber with the new Sumerians is obviously seventy, and even my Right. uh, my movement and and my Seiko SPB one four three is seventy hours. So I mean, fifty five hours is just. Eh.
I right. think they need to step that up. But obviously, it is Meta certified, and this specific black on black is eighty six fifty. Ooh. So yeah, but it's available at Omega ADs and Omega boutiques. But again, you know, eight thousand dollars for this for this piece. Um, yeah, that that'd be a that'd be a tough one to swing for. But, yeah, I mean, it's cool, but to spend eight k on something that's pretty cool that you might wear and not really be that legible. Yeah, this is this is definitely not an everyday piece. I mean, you you couldn't pull mm-hmm. this off with a suit. It looks way too sporty. It's cool, right. but I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's. I guess to say it's overpriced is a little hard because then we look at the Wolves. Yeah, it's selling for relatively the same, and I just I think this probably punches above that it, you know but but this one does come on a silicone strap as opposed to a yeah stainless steel strap so then again eight thousand dollars for a watch and a rubber yeah I, I yeah <laughs> I, I, I can't I that's uh that's for people with uh it's not overpriced it's just i think it's intended for people that have the disposable income to yeah. just to swing that you know there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people like that yeah, okay. no, for sure, for sure. There was a, a a video of you guys get a chance to see it. So I follow obviously Teddy Baldessari. He's, he's a big guy. Everybody knows him. Mm-hmm. But he's he's partnered mm-hmm. up once again with Kevin O'Leary, and Kevin O'Leary, Mister Wonderful, has his own YouTube channel. And on his channel, I guess they did two videos, right, and released them at the same time, one on each other's uh, channel. But uh, and and and. Okay, so let me let me tell you about what they did and uh, the reaction that they got from the community, right? So Kevin O'Leary, as we all know, is a heavy watch collector, but he collects for the sake of investment. So for him, yeah, he talks about watches, that he loves them, he's a watch guy, but at the end of the day, he's always talking money and about how much money they made and this and that. So to me, he's more an investor than a watch enthusiast. And his collection shows, obviously, heavy-hitting pieces, but... um. Teddy Baldassar in Mr. Wonderful's uh, channel, YouTube channel. If you type in Kevin O'Leary, I'm sure it'll come up. Uh, he talked about affordable pieces. So he's like, I want to introduce you, everybody on my channel, to affordable pieces that you may not have heard of. So Teddy came out with Orient and with, you know, a Hamilton and just different things that are affordable. Truly affordable. Uh, uh, truly affordable. And this guy was just blown away. You know, he, he handled, a, it wasn't a Kamasu, it was some other one from Orient, like a diver. And he was, he's like, wait, $250? That's not possible. Is this new? Like, what, what, this is, this is a gem. This is hidden. Like, nobody knows about this. And Teddy goes, uh, yeah. You don't every, know. Everybody know about knows about this. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows about this. You don't. So he came off very pretentious because at, right after he talked about, um, these affordable pieces like well let me talk about my collection i have a rainbow daytona and this and that it just came off it rubbed people the wrong way because it's like right you're talking about luxury and people normal people like us that could afford that and then slap in the face is like well let me talk about my rainbow you know daytona or whatever and it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know so the reason i bring him up is because of people like him right for him something of this caliber, right? Eight thousand dollars for that Omega is disposable income for him. Mm-hmm. Like, this is yeah, yeah. It's, money for me, you know. It's all relative, yeah. Right, yeah, depends yeah, on where you're sure. at. Your 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 perspective depends on where you're looking from. Yeah, no, for sure. But I think really Omega's doing definitely good things. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I love all the models. <laughs> I, I know that, a lot of people get tired of their limited and special editions. Yeah, but they great. They are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great for sure. 
Yeah, I I agree. So do you think Omega will ever become as hyped as Rolex? Um, I'd say probably not. I think if, uh, you know, if they were on that track, they'd be there by now. I mean, as, as far as hype goes, I'd say they're always going to be as good, if not better than Rolex, but as far as hype goes and just the buzz that the community creates and us, us in, in the social realm of things, I don't, I don't think it's going to hit the hype of Rolex. I Cause I mean, they've been around about the same amount of time. They're not, they're not tracking the same currently, you know, Rolex is right. doing this on the hype scale and, Omega's just kind of plateaued and plowing through and, you know, doing their Omega thing while people are getting crazy about Rolex. I don't understand. I don't get it either, man. I don't know what it is about Rolex. It's so hype. All their models look the same. They haven't changed anything. They haven't been innovating on anything, really. Mm -mm. Omega's trying. You could tell they're trying new alloys. They're They're trying better movements, different things. They're trying, right? And Rolex is just not really trying right. it sells itself you know and and that's kind of i don't know as much as i want a rolex and one of my one of my ultimate girls is a, is a mariner at the same time mm-hmm. it's when i look at the other aspect of rolex it's very kind of disappointing and it's very off-putting um because i don't want to be i don't want to give into that hype you know um I, right. I, I honestly omega to me speaks to me in a completely different level and it's not even about the Moonwatch or about what they did and their partnerships and Snoopy and this and that. It's cool, but that's not it. It's just from a design perspective and from a build quality and, and what I've seen, it just speaks to me on a different level. And and to me, I think if I had the money to buy either a Rolex or an Omega, my money would go towards Omega, you know? That's mm-hmm. where that's where mine will go. Oh, yeah. I've got I've got an early two thousands no date sub and it's I don't know. I get more excited about a, yeah, a, an SKX than I do about that. Mm. So you have a Submariner in the collection? Yeah, I mean it's janky and it's it's old, and, but yeah, it's a it's a cheaper one. Would you ever? Well, not not anymore, not anymore. But would you ever consider uh, pro- selling it? Probably not. Probably not. I've got I've got probably ten that I could never ever leave. Mm. As far as the rest, I mean, the rest are just things. I'd, I'd get rid of them. So is there a reason why you wouldn't be able to sell the sub? Is it because of the value or is it more from a perspective? No, it's just, just be- I, it's just because of what it is. I mean, because I, I, it'd be like selling a home right now, you know, <laughs> selling a home and where I'm at in the market that I'm at, you know, you, you could sell a home and profit, but you're going to lose that profit. You're going to more than lose that profit when you try to replace your home. It'd be the same with that. You know, there'd be, right. I, w- I wouldn't be able to replace it or, be able to get it for a relative cost. Well, and I can, I can sell those ones go for about 11 right now, which I can sell for 11, but uh, am I going to be able to get an $8,000 new one at retail? No, not a chance. Right. Is that how much you, if you don't mind us asking you paid retail for that or below retail? Uh, they were, they were around four then. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I mean, yeah, definite investment, a good investment. If you want to wait. Oh Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, you don't even have to wait now. If you get one now, the the second you walk out the door, you, you've profited. That's what a lot of people. That's what I was telling my wife, right? And and she thinks I'm crazy because it is crazy. About, I was speaking to her about profits, right? Because I was like, "Oh, look at you know Kevin Oler. No, a, a buddy of mine. So Rita, Rita from uh, Watch Society, uh, P Ross, the guy from Dubai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy's crazy. Like he every month he's picking up a new Rolex. 
or a new uh, AP. And like mm -hmm. for the past four months, it's just been AP after AP after AP, Rolex, Rolex, Rolex. I'm like, dang, what does this guy do for a living? So does he resell his watches? No, or no he has them all. Just collects? He just collects. Mm. I mean, wow. you know, uh, yeah, the, the Rita, he, we're supposed to have him on the show. I don't know when, but I, want, mm -hmm. I definitely want to pick his brain because the guy, yeah, he's picking up some heavy, heavy heat. And, and right. he already has Hulks in the collection and, you know, a, a oh. bunch of crazy stuff. And his channel is blowing up because he's he's in Dubai. He's showing these crazy collections from his buddies and stuff like that. But I guess the point that I was trying to make is that he keeps talking about how they're hard to get and, you know, kind of an investment uh, portion of it. I don't think he really wants to openly talk about it, but I know that's that's the investment. That's where mm -hmm. he's putting his money on mm -hmm. these watches because he knows they're going to go up. So I was talking to my wife. I was like, you know what? If a Rolex a Mariner or a Rolex Daytona was available at the AD for us to buy, we would profit so quickly. Absolutely. Right? basically could turn around and make money mm -hmm. but she's like her thought process is like why would you want to spend money or have your money parked in a watch and she doesn't get it because she's not a watch person right. and it's like it, it completely makes sense or even if you could pick up an omega snoopy another hot guy mm -hmm. that you could definitely turn around and sell like watches are are no joke man like for a lot of people that have deep pockets and connections, you can make a lot of money with watches. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. It's a serious investment, you know. For us, as we're enthusiasts. We buy micro brands, Seiko's, affordable stuff because we truly do love watches and we don't see them as investments. But a lot yeah. of people, they just see dollar signs, man, you know. so Absolutely, for sure. But uh, speaking of, you know, expensive watches or inexpensive watches or whatever, what is your ultimate grail? My ultimate grail? Uh, I don't... I've thought about this before and uh, I was on a live stream with Watchgrass and they asked the same thing and I couldn't, uh, I said then that I didn't really believe in a grail watch because if there's anything I really want, I'm going to get it. Cause I don't have lofty. Oh. I don't Ooh, have lofty. Mr. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any desire for anything that's like so up high in cost that you couldn't eventually okay. get there. I mean, I, I don't have any GMT two desires or Daytonas or, Pateks or I mean those are all awesome but like I said before even if I owned one of those it's I mean the satisfaction is only going to be for me which is where it belongs but at the same time I'm a human and the psychology of things are you know you want to share that with somebody and I don't know I, I just wouldn't feel like it was very well shared on me yeah. but mm. so like a grail for me would be like a, a $1,500 2000 $3,000 watch. So, I mean, not to say I don't have the money to just buy that right now. I'd have to save to even spend a thousand dollars on a watch currently, but yeah, my grails are like in the $3,000 range. I want a Doxa this year. Doxa's I really nice. want to, I want a Marine master 300 this year. Mm, I want that. One. I want that Omega 300. You if do. I could, uh, yeah. If I could get that bronze one, with the bronze bezel and that same dial that's in the bronze case, but in a stainless case, mm. I'd even, I'd spend a little extra if they do that. Like a two-tone. Yeah. Cause I just, I don't love bronze. I, I, it's just not for me. It is. It doesn't do wear well on me. It looks watches? silly. No. And I, and I haven't either. I've, I've never, I've never owned one. I, I haven't bought one. So, I mean, I'm probably not, not giving I'm, it a chance. I'm curious to know about bronze. What about you P? 
I don't own no bronze watches. What was the you company out of De- no? What was the company out of Detroit that just did a bronze watch like last year, and we talked about it? Uh, they out guys, of Detroit. Was it a? Did you guys do a review on a Wicked? I know they've got a new bronze. Nah, one. it no. wasn't. Them. It wasn't Wicked. Um, who was no. that? I know we we talked about something. I'm I, I'm sure I've seen it too. Your your vid if you did it. Shibola? No. Sh- Shinola? Shinola? Didn't they do a brown bronze watch? I don't know, man. Oh, that'd be crazy. I haven't seen much on Shinola. I've heard like people having things to say about it negatively, yeah, Shinola, and I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't know we, anything about them. We had some real critical things to say about them, but I think they had a bronze watch they released last year mm. that we talked about. I'd say I've been curious, to, but I haven't taken the plunge. I would love to get a bronze watch in the collection, not not just for review, but like get one just to just to see how mm-hmm. it patinas or see what the hell happens. Because I mean, I've seen how it patinas, right? It's like nasty, mm-hmm. weird looking color. Though I'm like, how can people find that attractive? Like, I like my watch yeah. to look clean, and and I, I don't know. Like you said, Levi, is is it going to get to a point where it creates so much crap around the bezel that you can't even? churn it anymore that's how i feel about it mm-hmm. they look cool and i understand why people like the patina but for me i mean just with my wacky brain it look i it'd feel like i was wearing something dirty and i'd constantly be I mean, you, you could bothered clean by it, it right you yeah clean it but uh, but i, I want chore. my stuff to bling you know i want it shiny i want it yeah. to look new i don't i like older looking stuff but i don't know uh, that's why i mean well, that's why i don't different, really though. buy vintage yeah well, the, the the bronze stuff is not even it starts to turn with like green brown mm-hmm. like this weird looking colors it's not even like like scratches right where it's like oh you can mm. wear a pride because you put those scratches on like this thing right as, as soon as it touches your skin with the chemical reaction is is crazy but um mm-hmm. but i know you 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 mentioned something interesting and i kind of want to go back to that because this may you know resonate with a lot of people and i know this is not a therapy session but i right, I right. some some people do listen to our podcast while at work and driving and maybe at home and um you know m- maybe somebody suffers from this condition and uh before we get into it i want to make an apology for even uh talking about this or, or even using this word in the past right ocd right so i'm always saying that oh i'm ocd about my watches and i'm ocd about this but it's just a, a right. term that i'm throwing out there but it's an I easy turn of phrase i know no yeah, one ever means not, i know never, never no one ever means ill of it no no and and i don't either you know so i, I just mm-hmm. want to for anybody out there that really does suffer from this condition it is a condition uh it's just me using that phrase ignorantly right but uh i don't know what other word to use i'm very meticulous i'm very weird about my watches i guess that's the better phrase to use but oh, i think you should use whatever term you want man Nobody's... i mean nowadays you offend everybody i was, I was yeah thinking, i don't i don't know it's so funny right so um i think you guys are probably just a little bit older than me obviously p ross is turning 70 today so no, yeah <laughs> No, you're 47, right? 47. 47, but, uh, 47. I'm not 40 yet, so I'm an, I'm 37. I'm 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 getting up there, and I remember a few commercials from back in the day, but not much. But I was on YouTube, you know, as as I'm I'm always on YouTube, and something got recommended to me, and it said offensive commercials from the 80s, and I was like, 
sure why not <laughs> and it's crazy right all these native americans and oh, guys yeah. you know looking at women and lusting after yeah. them and like touching them and it was to them it was normal but now oh god no oh no you no. better not put that out there right oh yeah this society yeah. is just getting way too offended with little things some things i agree you know like there was a commercial mm -hmm. on there of like somebody with blackface and doing their little dance but i'm like well right. back in the days i mean it was just kind of like it, it was what it was but if you look at it it was racist right oh, yeah but they wouldn't think just... about doing that today oh not even happen today not even I, close i could do you one better uh atari 2600 they had a video game called custard's revenge and and the video game he was having sex with native american women yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah it, yeah. Was, it was crazy it was crazy you would never get you know what you would never get a game like that so racially motivated but you will get some crazy stuff to get today well, grand theft auto's off the hook so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well and then and then you get you still get um games right all these shooting games and mortal combat and blood and all this other crap oh, yeah. that still kind of exists so it's like i wonder at what point that's gonna go away because that's offensive it's just a matter mm -hmm. of time it's only gonna get worse but i guess the reason i, I kind of brought that up is because of the terminology is getting so crazy that you don't know what's politically correct or incorrect or whatever you know so it's like mm -hmm. i remember growing up i used to use this phrase all the time like man you're so gay that's so gay yeah. and it's like no yeah. you can't don't don't say right. that. or retard oh man you're such a retard nope. right, right. Mm -hmm. can't say that anymore like right. oh uh -uh. hey all right so what what can i say what can i say it's just it's crazy but uh Can't anyway let's, let's talk we got about 10 minutes levi here uh let's talk about ocd do you want to bring mm, something yeah up? yeah it never hurts to bring up mental health awareness i mean everybody everybody yeah. i don't know anybody that doesn't suffer one form of mental illness or another right yeah we're, I, feel, we're all humans. I feel like we are mental in some way absolutely we're all humans struggling through this trying to figure yeah. out how it all works yeah yeah ocd is pretty uh it's pretty fun to have in the watch hobby uh if you want to buy a used watch, buy it from me because mine are mint. I don't, I don't let right. anything. I mean, I, I've got, I've got rituals about the way I do things as, as anybody with OCD does, you know, you have, mine's a lot in the brain. So watches are really bad for it. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm sure any hobbyist thinks about things a lot. I'll get it to the point where, I mean, it's distracting and I'm, I'm off somewhere else a lot of the time, just, being obsessed with thought and uh like I was, I was telling you guys off air you know uh watches uh being obsessed with watches this last year has actually been a pretty saving grace because there's a lot of a lot of things to get lost in currently mm -hmm. so social climate i mean not not just uh pandemics and health but i mean social climate and cultures okay. getting along with each other i mean it's not a great time to be around right now i mean every day is the best day to be alive but oh, yeah. i mean as far as the the times go i mean there's a lot you could get consumed with if you really wanted to think about things and let things bother you and watches have been an awesome distraction but also to my detriment you know i get i get carried away with hobbies and, and obsessive thoughts and that's uh yeah i get carried away with watches i i buy them when i shouldn't and i buy too many I always recover, but yeah, I, uh, I, I get, I get pretty, uh, impulsive along with the compulsions. 
And the, okay. the, the, the compulsive aspect of it's, like I said, great for a watch hobbyist because you take real good care of your things. Right. Well, ain't that what it is? Like, you, you, you don't like the world on the outside, so you create one of your own. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's, and, and for me, I mean, it's the, so cross chaos. I mean, I've got so much chaos in here. And my outside life where I live, I live in a rural area in, in Idaho. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of static around here. And it's palpable in other parts of the country. I travel a lot. So I, you know, I, I feel like the the cultural tension and just the, yeah. the yuckiness of today's day and age. And I've got kind of a secure, sheltered, naive bubble here. But yeah, it, it cross chaoses and balances out. Mm. I, I don't so even know where I was going with that. I kind of lost So lost what's the one thing that bugs you the most about your watch? Because I can tell you one thing that bugs the crap out of me and maybe it is a little ocd if i'm wearing a dive watch and my loom pib is not at the 12 o'clock like right mm -hmm. now now that i'm looking yeah. at it it's bugging me and i have right. to put it at the 12 o'clock because yeah. it has to be perfectly aligned what is one pet peeve or one one ocd thing that really bugs you about your watch or watches mm, i get uh i get disgustingly nitpicky about things i'll i'll have uh moments where you'll see a dial at an angle and just sometimes the way, and, and there's nothing wrong with any of the watches that I nitpick some things on, but I mean, I'll even see some AR haze that just doesn't look right to me, which probably is, I mean, just little things like that, or I'll find dust that probably doesn't exist, but I'll, I'll convince myself it does. Mm. So I'll, I'll find a lot of things that probably aren't there. Just, you know, I'll, I'll have something out in the sun and I'll see it. I got a, a, a new a newer ocean crawler and there's nothing nothing wrong with the watch but in certain lights i'll see different aspects of the dial that i hadn't seen before and they look more like anomalies than mm. like they were intended mm. and uh it's only brief and it's only a mm -hmm. glinting moment but that glinting moment will just burn in my brain all day and by the right. time i get home i'm like i'm selling this watch i don't want this piece right. of crap. you know but what? really i'll look at it again and there's nothing wrong with it that's pretty scary you right. bring that up because I wasn't aware that's even a thing because I I've I've done the same thing, man. I yeah. as, as a matter of fact, when I, I think even just the, being a hobbyist that happens, right? Yeah, but it's like crazy. you don't even it's need a healthy. disorder for that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not healthy, and you're right. You, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll I'll see something in the sun, or something's not aligned, or or there's like a little speck of something, and I'm like, man. Oh, yeah, you go from you from being in love to it. deflated. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, it, it happened to me with the uh, with the spring bars of the Seiko SPB. I lost one of them, so the bracelet. I, I have a bunch of spring bars laying around, twenty millimeters, mm -hmm. but because it's not a fat spring bar, it had a little oh yeah, bit that of play, play. Right. a little bit of play. Oh my god, mm -hmm. we went somewhere with my wife. The whole time we were out, I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I was like, "What is wrong with me? Why can't I stop thinking about this thing?" I right. had to jump on, on eBay or Amazon and I just bought some and then I forgot about it. And then when they got here, I put it on and it was fine. I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And it wasn't a big deal anymore. I was like, right. why was I making a big deal about it in my head the whole right. time? Like, it just doesn't make sense. I need to get over this crap. Like, oh, man. But uh, about four minutes left, Levi, where can people find you? Uh, I know you're on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, at dinner underscore workingsley on Instagram. What does that mean, by the way? Dinner I was just about to ask. <laughs> that. I'm, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised that hasn't come up yet. Um, so I, I I like to write, 
you know, I'll, I like to write essays and silly little things. And uh, I've got this leather bound uh, little notebook that I bought at like Fred Meyer one day or something. And it said, it's got like these, these gears on it and stuff. And it said inner workings on it. And I was doodling one day, you know, as doodlers do. And I, I put a D in front of the inner and I was like, ah, hee, that's funny. <laughs> d- d- dinner, d- dinner workings. I'm, I'm clever. Right. So then I was like, ah, throw an L Y at the end of that. So my little journal said dinner workings. Thing. And I was like, Hey, uh. that's, that might become a pen name if I ever decide to do some actual uh. writing. And then it just, and then, uh, uh, like, uh, on video games and stuff that I made that my PlayStation network name. Oh, okay. I have and to I look you like, up. Oh, I got to look you neat. up. I, I, I haven't cool. played in, I haven't played in a couple of years to be honest, ah. but I, I'm still on there. I'll, right. I'll okay. fire it up one of these days. Okay. Cool. Get, get my thumbs back in action. Right again, on, you know? right yeah. Nice. You, you got to exercise them, man. You got to exercise That's right. Them, That's right. Well, I, so. I stay pretty up on the teen girl. Right. I got I got teenage girl thumbs with the phone, you know. <laughs> oh man, P Raw, that's gonna be finding. Uh Ross Wrist Watch Love Everywhere. YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram. And don't forget to check out the SoCal Watch Reviews podcast Facebook page. Yep. We're balling over there. And SoCal Watch Reviews for me on uh, YouTube, on Instagram, just released a new video last night, actually, of the King Leather Straps with a little bit oh, of a rant about okay. the subscribers. So go check it out. Okay, yeah. It, it, in, in a nutshell, I'll tell you, one of my videos has over 30,000 views and I have 2,400 subscribers. So it just doesn't line up, right? So a lot of people going on there watching my videos, not subscribing. And it happens to all of us, you know? Oh, yeah. Windows yeah. shopping bastards. Yeah, right. it's disappointing. You know? It's like, look, we're not taking anything away right. from you. It's free. You don't have to watch our videos. It's free to subscribe. Exactly. But if it's you subscribe, free subscribe, it helps. It, if you don't want to watch anymore, just scroll. And it's free. Ain't nobody asking for no money. It's free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Relojeando is my Spanish channel. I got to keep active on that just for my Hispanic community. You know, obviously, uh, like you said, you know, it's a lot of racial tension. And this is cool. I mean, look how beautiful this is. We're on a podcast talking about watches and you have three different races mm-hmm. talking about it and race never even got brought up because who cares we're all human yeah. beings at the end of the day you know we're, so, we're three dudes so. being three yeah. dudes three yeah, dudes man. three dudes <laughs> dudes <laughs> oh, anyway. in, uh, in, in parting I want to just uh, take a second to thank you guys and tell you guys well, uh, thank you. how awesome I think it is like I, I love both of your channels P. Ross feels like you. you know a buddy you've always had when he talks you know oh yeah and Miguel your demeanor thank you. so so soft and welcoming and thank you like just genuine you guys just you guys seem like the most genuine cool dudes like no pretentiousness no snobbery no negativity it's just it's it's awesome i i really enjoy watching you guys you're 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 uplifting in a not uplifting world i appreciate that levi we and we we, yeah i thank you guys absolutely yeah no we will well you're 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 hitting it you guys are hitting it you're killing it thank you appreciate it All right, guys, well, everybody listening and watching, thank you so much and stay humble.